0: Welcome to today's episode of Smalls Talk, the show about everything happening at Mr. Smalls Theater, Funhouse, Café, and beyond. On today's show, we're happy to feature William for Wake Up On Fire Promotions, who is bringing Fest to Mr. Smalls on July 27th. We're also going to sit down with Pittsburgh indie rock band Melophobia and feature a few live tracks. But first, we're going to take you through the next two weeks of events. Friday, July 26th, Brewers Row and The Remote at the Funhouse of Mr. Smalls. Doors open at 7, show starts at 8. Friday, July 26th. Our Acoustic Cafe stage is back at the Night Market downtown at Market Square. This week featuring Brad Yoder, Heather Kopf, Adam Fitz. Music starts at 5. Saturday, July 27th. Yin's Fest at Mr. Small's Theater, Funhouse, and Cafe. Over 30 bands, poets, DJs, artists, and vendors throughout the facility with a throwback 90s theme and contests happening all day. Doors open at noon. Come early and stay through the whole day. Friday, August 2nd. Strav with the Vicks and the Seine at the Funhouse at Mr. Smalls. Doors open at 7, music starts at 8. Sunday, August 4th. Crown the Empire Rage Fest with Attila, Vale of Maya, Gideon, Hawk, and Life Right Now at Mr. Smalls Theater. Doors open at 5, music starts at 6. Wednesday, August 7th. The Regrets with Hot Flash Heatwave at the Funhouse at Mr. Smalls. Doors open at 7, music starts at 8. And that's everything we have for the next two weeks. Make sure to drop by Mr. Small's Cafe, open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, and Sunday, 12 to 6, to grab food or a beverage. Happy hours from 4.30 to 6.30 every day. Tickets for all shows at Mr. Small's are available in the cafe with no service fees. Remember to check out Acoustic Cafe open mic night every Monday in the fun house. Sign up, start at 6 p.m.
1: All right. Hi, guys. So I'm here with William. Um, he works with Wake Up on Fire, and we're here to talk about Yin's Fest, which will be happening at Mr. Small's on July 27th. So why don't you just start by telling us... What's Yinzfest?
2: Yinzfest is a festival which Pittsburgh has more and more festivals every year, and I think that is incredibly good for the city. Every festival seems to do something a little bit different, uh, whether it's Deutschtown or whether it's Melville Music Festival, or Picklesburg. There's so many now. So Yinzfest's purpose was to gather up all the talent that gets ignored by the largely ignored by a lot of the established things that have been around for years where there's kind of a system they don't really fit into at no fault of their talent or any other reason other than we just have so many vibrant artists for the first time in i think 20 years there's just an overflowing amount of of talent and i'm not one of those optimist who says everyone's talented and everyone is equal you know it's right now on the scene you'd be hard-pressed to go find a bad artist playing live it's just the whole game has changed in the last five or six years and everyone you go see for the most part is really compelling and really is working on their music for the right reasons and so now is kind of the time for something like insfest
1: so you mentioned like looking for talent that kind of gets like overlooked and things like that. So where do you go to find your talent? How many submissions do you guys usually get like when the festival starts to roll around?
2: We get a lot of inquiries, and we, so we make the submission process a little more difficult. You know, there's a questionnaire. You know, I the first thing I say to artists when they are selected and they show up is we ask more from you than anyone else, and I'm not gonna lie about that because the point of YNSFest is to come together and build a scene. And our vision for it was, you know, in five years, we want to have what Seattle had in like 1990, what Manchester had in the 80s, what Albuquerque had in the mid-2000s, Brooklyn had five years ago. And it's entirely possible with the amount of of talent in Pittsburgh, but it's only going to happen if these people come together. So the submission process is really geared first, obviously, towards the music. Is not the music just good. A lot of people look for good I don't think you can measure good. It's, is it interesting? Is it different? Is it something special? Because you don't often hear about a scene erupting from a city and the people saying, wow, look what just happened in Chicago to their music scene. A bunch of bands got together doing what everyone else was already doing in the rest of the country. That doesn't happen. What happens is a lot of bands doing something different that's not really kind of in the forefront yet. And those, that's the kind of music we look for really talented music that's just different enough and then we make them fill out a, a big questionnaire so we got a lot of inquiries and a lot of people who don't want to do the submission this year we had over 600 inquiries and I think we had close to 400 completed submissions which I'm very happy with last year we had maybe 400 in- inquiries and maybe 200 submissions so it definitely grew from last year
3: yeah
1: so you talk about like a lot of like this community aspect. Is that where the name Yinzfest comes from? Since it's like a play on like Yinzers and like Pittsburgh and thing like that, or right? That like, out?
2: there's a lot. That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good question because it allows me to say what I really want to say. You know, there's a love hate relationship with most artists, no matter what, no matter where their hometown is. Most artists really have a love hate thing where they love certain aspects but hate it for whatever. And I think Ginsfest celebrates it in a way that you can look at it as these are our roots, and we can celebrate them because, you know, there's more to us than that 50year- old rust belt steel mill town type of connotation to it. It's more of a celebration of culture now. so I think also the timing was right for the branding of mm-hmm. Yin's where maybe 15 years ago it wouldn't have been it would have been more of seen as still this divisive you know, yins versus new type, UPMC, CMU type crowd. So I think it's a really nice melting pot at this point.
1: Cool. So we're having the festival at Mr. Smalls. We're renting out the fun house, the cafe, and a the theater. So why would you pick Smalls as a venue to have the festival at?
2: Mr. Smalls <laughs> is, I gush every time I think of... the. First, when you say Mr. Smalls, I think of just first and foremost, the type of people that Liz and Mike are. The way that they treat the artistic community, the way that they treat the musicians, what they do for the Pittsburgh scene selflessly, and what they have built here. Mr. Smalls represents the, the spirit that Jens Fest was born in where it's not about me, 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 or elitism, or my art, or my band. It's not just about Mr. Smalls and our venue, it, you know, for them. It was the community, it was the other people involved, it was the let's work together spirit. So it only made sense to approach Smalls first, mm-hmm. and I just feel very lucky they said yes.
1: Cool. So I know you're an avid, an avid advocate for like local music and things like that. So how do you think Yin's has the potential to benefit the Pittsburgh music scene?
2: I think that Yin's has its own niche where we like to, as I said earlier, work with artists who kind of are outside the box and don't really yet have enough of uh, established following or maybe not a secure high quality sound recording to get spun on a Pittsburgh station. I like to listen to the sound recording and see is there a good song there? And I go on YouTube, I'm like, are they performing that song decently? All right, let's give them a chance, whereas a lot of other festivals, that's not their full purpose. Like, you know, Deutschtown that just happened in Millville, those huge community events that involve more than one venue and, and benefit the community and bring attention and a value to the Pittsburgh scene as a whole. Whereas I feel like since they've already got that covered, I like to take care of making sure that everyone at Wake Up and Fire is addressing the artists that are out there who just don't know how maybe to, for lack of a better phrase, get out of the garage.
1: Mm -hmm. Cool. So so this is the second year you're doing this. Do you plan on becoming a yearly Pittsburgh tradition, or what's the plans for the future?
2: Oh, that's a tough question in a week and a half before the festival. (laughs) I want to, you know, if there were two of me, I'd enthusiastically say yes every time, but there's a staff of three of us. You know, and then we always work with three or four prospects because I hate the word interns, but prospects. So there's never any more of us than six working on an endeavor like this. And it just gives me great respect for the bigger festivals. Um, I always hope that there's a desire for Yin's Fest as the years go by. But, you know, our goal is also I hope there's less of a need for it. Mm -hmm. I hope that these bands find places and that people... Begin uh, attaching a deserved value. Well, I shouldn't say begin, I should say continue attaching a deserved value to Pittsburgh artists and musicians. All
1: right, cool. So I know this year you have a lot of cool concepts, like there's some contests going around, there's like a 90s theme. Yeah, there's yeah.
2: a. <laughs> there's a. Oh my God. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so I've. I've uh, I signed a waiver to stand on the chair and show you my Genkos. You know? <laughs> um, and, you know, some thrift stores have them, you know, got to dig. You can hardly miss the big legs sticking out. But, yeah, wear your, we're going to give away $50 to whoever looks like they're best dressed from the 90s. Um, we're going to encourage people to take the pictures of it, you know, and, the, and some set-up photo booths. But in the sphere of the 90s, we're asking fans that when they go into a room with a stage to turn off their phone, at the very least put it on do not disturb and don't take it out of your pocket. You know, people got sick people at home or pets or, you know, security systems. I understand not everyone can do that, but there's no reason to, you know, I went to a concert two weeks ago, and here's how I watched it. I watched it with, through a girl's phone in front of me sticking her camera in my face. And I just, I think that if people catch the experience of interacting with other people around them you know and just being in the moment if they get that experience once and they like don't cheat right they go take their pictures in the hall whatever but when they're seeing a band and meeting new people and instead of just going and looking at the same people on Facebook that they whatever you had for dinner and guys you're you you food posters, you got to work on your plate presentation. <laughs> Some of us have worked in restaurants. You're not impressing mm-hmm. anyone. So, but, I mean, you know, I think that once they get that experience one time, mm-hmm. it becomes addictive. Like, hey, let me take one day a week and leave my phone at home. Or I'm going to meet up with a friend. Am I even taking my phone with me? Because if I was doing this interview, even with my phone upside down here, It's still here. It's still a thought. It's going to vibrate, you know, or you're going to wait for it to go off or I'm going to be tempted to check it. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's no way to live. And so that's the 90s theme. And then we're hacky sack too. you know, bring a hacky sack who we're going to do. a Whoever can last the longest in the circle wins a twenty five dollar gift card. Uh, Mr. Smalls Presents is generally donating a bunch of tickets that we'll be giving away for these contests as well. We have a punch card. If you're one of the first 300 people in the door, you get a punch card and a 90s crazy straw. And (laughs) you can grab some candy. And you can go around with your punch card to every stage. And every time you see a band, we'll have someone there to punch your card for you. And if you fill up, if you see 10 bands at Yinzfest, you throw it in a drawing for 100 bucks. And we're going to have also... We just want to give away a lot of stuff. We're doing a 50-50 raffle to benefit Creative Life Support. And I think the last one we're doing is the... We got, we got the hacky sack, mm-hmm. right? Oh, a pinball yep. pinball contest if you want to get real 90s. So uh, we're doing a $25 iTunes gift card and some concert tickets for that, too.
1: Oh, sounds like a lot of fun. So is there anything else you want to say about Yin's Fest or about the scene in general?
2: Oh, man. Like, you're just really missing out if you haven't gotten out and seen a Pittsburgh band. And I don't mean your nephew or your brother or your cousin. Like... There is so much good music you haven't heard of that is in your backyard that you can pay a lot less than a $300 country concert ticket for or your $150 sports team tickets. And, you you know, you can go and, and see these musicians who have invested so much. You know, I it's, it's funny how we get on bandwagons after someone else tells you, oh, that's cool, you know. You got Code Orange, you know. Even years ago, Anti-Flag. I mean, to me, these are the people in the backyard walking down the streets that I've met at bars. Like, I met Cam, I'm sorry, I met Wiz Khalifa <laughs> in 2005 on the South Side, and he was just handing out the CDs, you know? Like, these people are in your backyard, and you can see them now before everyone else does. And you're mis- if you can't, you know, it, it, there's no reason not to. There's just no reason not to. And I, I think it's just an exciting day of discovery for the people that come that you can't explain to someone who hasn't tried it or come out to something they've never heard of.
1: Cool. All right. Well, thank you for your oh, time. It's my
2: pleasure. Thank you, guys. Right.
1: Everyone, be sure to come to Yins Fest on July 27th. It's an all-day excursion. Noon so. to midnight. Yeah.
2: Noon to midnight.
1: So make sure you stop on by. <laughs>
3: My name is Josh
4: Krimberg, I, plays, uh, I play electric bass, and I do backup vocals.
5: Yeah, um, I'm Christian Hall, I uh, do vocals and guitar.
0: My name's Oliver Hufford, and I play drums and backup vocals. Okay, cool. So,
1: what is melophobia? How do you guys get started? Where would the name come from? That sounds pretty cool.
5: Um, well, we're an indie rock band. Uh, we met in school in physics class, actually.
4: Um, yeah, you want to explain the name, because that was um, kind of... Uh, we sort of just started, um, like, with no real, like, major goals, we just wanted to, like, play together and have some ideas, and, um, I know he wanted a band name with the word, uh, phobia in it, and I personally, from the start, I wanted something with mellow in it, we are like, oh, mellow phobia. So he wanted it to be, like, mellow yellow, he said, so... <laughs> yeah, that, that, that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you guys are pretty new and -and up-and-coming, right? Like, you're just getting your feet wet in the industry? Yeah. Yeah. we have only
5: been around for, like, two years. Two years? Yeah.
1: What's that journey been like for you guys so far? Long. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty cool.
4: Um, You just really get to experience what, like, the city has to offer, like, just the people who do this and want to make the things that we also want to do one day.
5: Yeah, kind of get a feel for how the whole city operates, but you do it from the back and from the side (laughs) instead of doing it from, like, the inside, you know? Mm -hmm. What do you think?
4: Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's rewarding in its own ways.
1: Now you mentioned that you guys met in business class. So are you guys like off from the Pittsburgh area, or you no? Know? Not at all. And where are you guys from?
5: Uh, I moved down here from Massachusetts.
4: I'm actually not from here. Um, I'm from Costa Rica, but I moved here over like a little over five years ago. So. I was I was born in California. I moved to North Carolina. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so would you like describe your sound as like what do you like people expect to hear when they listen to you i
5: don't really know like i, I like to explain it as catfish and the bottlemen and hippocampus together but i feel like that doesn't really vibe with a lot of people because they don't know who either of those bands <laughs> are um yeah i don't know we're just kind of like an indie surfy kind of
4: rock sound i guess no, how would you describe it? I, I I don't like basing myself on other bands. Yeah. I think if if you like try to explain a sound, your people are gonna expect that you are like you're gonna sound like the things you're talking about. So I don't really like saying, Oh, I sound like this band or I sound like that band. I like to say we just like we sound like us. Here's some like adjectives I can throw at you, but yeah. I, I like saying to some degree we are unique in what we do. Yeah.
1: So recently, you guys played a show um, at the Fun House with Standard Broadcasts um, in Snowdody. How was that? Was that your first time playing at Mr. Smalls?
5: Oh, I think that was our second or third time? I think second. second. Yeah. Our first time we played Yinsmus, um in the theater, and that was a ton of fun. Um, and then we played that one with Standard Broadcasts. Yeah, I don't know. It was good crowd. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of people out. Yeah.
1: And then this weekend, you played the Town Music Festival. How was that?
5: That was great. It. <laughs> yeah, that's it was cool. crazy. It was super hot, but it was so worth it at the end of it because, I don't know, the crowd was good. Yeah. They were all standing in the shade, but it was fine because, you know, it's Everybody hot. Was in the Everybody shade. understands. They, they were still there. You know, uh-huh.
4: so. I mean, they were still there. Yeah, that's true.
5: What's on the horizon for Melophobia? What do you guys have planned for in the future? Oh, man. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> we're finishing up our um, our album right now. We're going to hopefully get in the studio soon. Um, and then we've got uh, Yin's Fest, not this upcoming weekend, but the next. And then, yeah, hopefully we'll start touring sometime soon. Got to hit the road. Mm. Yeah, we're heading out to Kansas this weekend, so well, that'll be, that'll oh, be sure. fun.
1: So, are you guys, are you, like, nervous, like, playing in a different state, or are you guys excited, or how do you feel about that?
5: I'm excited. I'm super excited. I don't know if I could necessarily say I'm really nervous about much anymore, it just kind of, like, <laughs>
4: well, it just happens. But that's, you, you, you should feel, not, not should, but you might feel a little nervous because, like, you're hometown. That's true. I yeah. personally just, I just want to go to different states and feel, like, what goes on and how people, like, receive... Yeah, because in different states, like, there's totally, like, a whole different, like, crowd. Like, Mm -hmm. it's totally different around people, like, receiving music and
1: stuff. So you think, do you think it's harder to play in different states, or do you think it's harder to impress, like, your own hometown crowd?
4: Mm -hmm. I'd say it depends on, like, what the most popular genre is in each state. But, um, I mean, everything... Everything goes in each state, so I'm not. I don't really know what what's like the most popular, but I feel that we're still gonna receive positivity and hey, negativity too. So really depends. Yeah, I grew
5: up around that area, so alternative and like indie rock is kind of that area's thing. So I think we'll go, I think we'll do pretty well with it. Surprising, most people think Kansas and they think country, but it's like not <laughs> country at all. So.
1: I was looking out on your website, and I saw you had
5: like some cool merch designs. They're like pastel color and things like that. Do you like, guys want to to talk about that and tell people where they can get that? Yeah, um, you can. There's a link on our website um, where you can go to slash merch uh, We've got uh, got CDs, hats, T-shirts, beanies, patches, um, patches, stickers, guitar picks. We've got literally anything you could want, pretty much. Uh, I take that back, not everything. If you wanted a custom kayak, that might be kind of hard. No <laughs> <laughs> custom
1: kayaks. You should start making that. I something you, you to i buy one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, last question. Um, is there anything else you want to tell people? Or, like, just shout out your social, anything like that where people can come up with you?
5: Okay. <laughs> Plug it all. Yeah, um, yeah, you should definitely come see us at Yin's Fest on July 27th. 27th. Uh tickets are twenty bucks. You can buy us you can buy them from us. They come with a t shirt or a hat um of your choice. And uh yeah, come check us out on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook. You can find our currently released songs on Spotify. Literally anywhere that you can listen to music, it's We're there. there. Yeah. Right. Got anything you wanna say on Well good. all yeah,
4: right. Okay. All right,
1: thanks guys. Yeah, and thank we'll you. Be sure to see you soon.
5: Next Saturday at the Insta. Yeah. All right. We're Melophobia, and this one's called Weekend. Mm-hmm.
3: doesn't want to be your Everything in my past
5: This one's called Alley.